worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe action. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Play it for us. Yeah. What is that thing in the sky? Really does feel good. Good afternoon and welcome to the Kenny and JT Show. 48 degrees from the corner of 6th and Market Avenue. Are you ready, Kenny? Brian, play another song. Big win for the Cleveland Cavaliers last night. And a big win for our contestant in the Giannino's Pizzeria Prop and Parlay Better Than Night. How about that? That too, but I was more worried about being a black cat last night. Do you know how many times my phone rang during that game? You still <laughs> up there? Cavaliers can't beat a team. It's only won six games all year. Yeah, they struggled a little bit last night, but we kind of expected that. That's why we picked them on the money line and not against the spread with Darius Garland coming back last night. You knew they'd have to incorporate him in, and Jared Allen was sick but still played and had his double-double. So those two things kind of affected things. But thank God for Donovan Mitchell making sure they didn't blow a game like that as he went yeah. for uh, his high of the season, tied it at 45 points yesterday. It's like bigger staff said, we got a closer now. And that's one of the things that we're missing the last couple of years with this team. They couldn't close out games like this. And, yeah. and in the fourth quarter, he scores 20 points on route to 45. I mean, the guy's just amazing. Yeah, he was uh, making sure as the leader of that team with Garland back, with Mobley back, without those guys, we're not going to lose a game. We should win. And they did. And now they travel to Memphis. And here's the good and the bad, right? He had to play, what, 40 minutes or close to it yesterday? But because the other two were on a minutes restriction, those guys will be fresh for tonight. And I'll tell you what, man, if you didn't know Mobley was coming off knee surgery, you wouldn't know it the way he was getting up and down the floor and everything and running. And Garland wasn't bad for his first game, right? Mm -hmm. He had, what, 19 points in 20 minutes, I think Mm -hmm. it was, um, after missing 19 games. So uh, that's the good for tonight. And John Morant, obviously, still out uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies. So that's a positive for the Cavaliers, who hopefully will pick up their fourth win in a row tonight, as we'll have it for everybody at 10 o'clock here on WH. Cavaliers favored by 8.5 tonight. Hottest team in the league this past month, or basically since last December. Since December 16th, the team's gone 16-4. and Wow. That's pretty impressive. The only team with a, a longer winning streak in the East right now the team in front of them, the New York Knicks, they've won eight in a row, even without Julius Randle. But did you see with yesterday's win, JT, Cavaliers moved into the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, right, mm-hmm. as far as seeds go. New York moves up to number three, and the Cavaliers now in the Central Division, only a game and a half back of Milwaukee. 
I didn't even think about them winning the Central Division, right? Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind. All of a sudden, here they are within a game and a half of Milwaukee in the Central. Milwaukee gets beat again last night, didn't they? I, yeah. I, I went to bed. They were getting beat in the third quarter, and I'm thinking, okay, Portland can't possibly hold on to this game. I thought it was the fourth quarter. It was only the third quarter, but they did hold on to win by three in Portland. The Bucks are reeling, man, but again... Doc Rivers, his new coach, was at his first or second game. I don't know what to expect there, but we didn't know what to expect from the Cavaliers either, who, by the way, J.B. Bickerstaff goes 10 deep, 10 deep. And out of those 10 guys last night in the rotation, I think the lowest minutes played were 12. Oh, really? Okay. All right, and let me, uh, uh, let me correct myself. I didn't see this update. Ryan, you're telling me they play at 8 o'clock tonight, not 10 o'clock yeah. like on the schedule that I'm looking at? Uh, they're originally going to be the TNT late game, which which tips off at 8, but they have been replaced. They were flexed out oh. by the Sixers and Jazz, so it'll be a regular uh, 8 o'clock tip-off uh, Central Time, or 7 o'clock there, 8 o'clock here. 8 o'clock tip-off Eastern. All right, so 8 o'clock tonight on WHBC. You can hear the Cavs, not 10 o'clock, because... They think this game's going to stink because John Morant's not playing, I guess. <laughs> That's the real reason, right? Well, they made the Cavaliers move last at- week. They made that schedule change last week. Hmm. See, I didn't see, I didn't get that email. Okay, my bad. So 8 o'clock tonight here on HBC. Um, and, and, well, that I don't want to say it hurts the Cavs because that's two uh, less hours to recover from last night. But, uh, hey, take our chances without John Morant. Everybody mm-hmm. healthy tonight. No excuses. And Donovan Mitchell playing as well as anybody in the NBA right now. I mentioned the fact Donovan Mitchell is a closer, but did you see who closed out the game for the Cavaliers? The five players on the floor for the remainder of that game. I think it was like six minutes left. Here are your five. Now forget about everybody else on that roster. For the last six minutes, and they were down before they went on a 10-point run, and they went on a 10-0 run to end that game. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Spida, Isaac Okoro and Max Struess. Max Struess yeah. didn't play extremely well last night, but his defense was decent. Yeah, he's consistently inconsistent on offense. Mm-hmm. We knew that when we were getting him, right? That's no surprise. Unfortunately, it stayed that way. But you knew Garland wasn't going to be in there because he had hit his minutes. Mm. I was curious to see if Mobley would be in there, right? Right. Uh, and Allen together. And so J.B., uh, being very careful with the amount of minutes he plays these guys coming back early, and he knew that they had a back-to-back. I'm guessing, JT, he's thinking, I'm not going to have to play Garland yeah. or Mobley down the stretch because we should be yeah. blowing these guys out. And when they weren't, he still stuck to his plan and sat those guys. You talk about plans. You talk about what we talked with uh, AC yesterday, and he talked about the way J.B. Bickerstaff is doing a different style of play. And the style yeah. is up and down, and they've been shooting a ton of threes. Well, the threes weren't dropping extremely well last night, unless you're a member of the Detroit Pistons. In the second half, I think deep into the third quarter, I look up at the scoreboard because I stayed for the game. They were shooting threes at an almost 60% clip. They were at like 57. I think they ended the game at 52. Cavaliers, meanwhile, were struggling from three-point range. Garland was struggling as well. I think he went like two for six or something. But the thing was... We drilled them in the paint. So maybe it's because you've got Mobley. Maybe it's because you've got Jared Allen on a on a tear right now with these double-doubles. Cavaliers scored, I believe, 66 points in the paint to 29. There you go. That makes up for the three-point differential, right? 
Danilo Gallinari was on fire from mm-hmm. long range. He comes off the bench. I think he went for 20 off the bench hey. uh, to lead them yesterday. But um, uh, I also liked uh, what I saw out of Cunningham. He had a solid game nice with 19 team. points and seven assists. I don't know how a team like that's only won six games. You go back to Sunday night, they beat Oklahoma City. They drilled them, 120 yeah. to 104. So, I mean, it shouldn't take that long for a team to turn things around. And maybe when they got on that big, long losing streak, they just couldn't get themselves out of it. But, again, that's a tough matchup for a team like the Cavaliers, who are trying to get healthy, trying to figure out when we're going to play Mobley, when we're going to play Garland. 20-minute restrictions are fine, but when are you going to use those 20 minutes? Yeah, and that's the plan they probably have. And it allows, think about it, it allows... J.B. Bickerstaff to go with the guys that were winning the games down the stretch, right? Oh, your minutes are up. Go ahead, sit down. We'll worry about your next game, right? And then go with the guys that won you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 11 of 12 or 9 of 10 or whatever it was while those other guys were out. So uh, I liked how he handled 22 minutes for Mobley, 20 for Garland, and then down the stretch with the game on the line went back. How about mm-hmm. Sam Merrill yesterday? We were watching him mm-hmm. when we were doing our show for Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse yesterday. We were watching him in warm-ups, man. He probably put up, what, 100 shots in pregame warm-ups, and most of them were from beyond the arc. Mm-hmm. And we were like, damn, that dude can shoot. And he comes into the game, and he knows his minutes are going to be limited, so he better make the most of those minutes. He plays 16 minutes, scores 11 points, hits three of five three-pointers in that short period of time. Okay, and that's what makes that points in the paint so respectable last night because when we watch these guys warm up, that's all they do is shoot threes. Whether you're a Piston or a Cavalier, that's all they were doing, man. Hoist it up, man. Quick flick is what we like to call it from three. Quick flick. A little quick flick. But, I mean, the yeah. thing is this. For the Cavaliers to be able to make an in-game transition into not only who are we playing and when, but how we're playing it. And J.B. Bickerstaff, you go back a couple of years and say, you know, you did have some talent a couple of years ago. How are you going to use it on this bench when we went all bigs? And at times he would only go six or seven guys deep. To have the luxury to go 10 deep, I don't think you'll continue to see that. But you never know with this. You know, now that you've realized that these guys can give you minutes, and remember this too, when Tristan comes back, (laughs) are you going to leave him on the end of the bench like you did when, when Lopez was here? I think you will, and here's why. I think when you signed him, You had him as an insurance policy. And guess what? With Mobley down, that insurance policy paid off. So if there's a perfect time for him to be suspended, it's getting Mobley back with Allen, and that way you don't miss Tristan as much, and then he stays healthy for the stretch run should you need him. So this might work out perfectly for the That's interesting. The bad thing is he is suspended for 25 games. Otherwise... You might consider, eh, maybe we get a third round or something for him. And maybe try to move him at the trade deadline. Because, if anything, Tristan Thompson has proved he's got a little bit left in the tank, doesn't he? And that's why it's good that he's not playing anymore. You saw what he could do. Stay in shape while you're suspended. Don't take anything else that'll get you suspended (laughs) for the rest of the season. 
right? Go hang out with the Kardashians or whatever, if you're still talking to them, uh, and then be ready for the stretch run and the postseason. You know what? Let's listen to what AC uh, and uh, John Michael and Tim Elkhorn had to say as they called the action yesterday with the Cavs 128-121 win over the Pistons. Shift to his left. Kenneth Reagan fouled by Cunningham. Welcome back, Darius Garland. Getting him a bird. Got him a nice Cunningham bird. Step to the left and knock it down. Deep in the rock. DG fakes the three, steps left, shoots the three. Got it and a foul. How about that on your return after missing 19 games? Mitchell looks for an answer. Ooh. Sure, nothing but that. Niang on the handoff to Merrill. Quick flick, good. Sam Merrill, it doesn't take long for that ball to leave his hands. Somehow got it back, dumps off to Allen. Allen throws it down. Oh, my. That's what it takes. Mitchell with a nice opportunity inside. Eyes in the back of his head. And Jared finishes strong. His pass stolen by Levert ahead to Mitchell. Mitchell bounced to a Coro, ice to the basket, up with the left hand, and it rolled home. Fasses fell down, Merrill fires a three, and knocks it down. You cannot fall down when Sandy Man is around. Donovan got it back, bounced to <laughs> Allen, Allen, pow, in the right hand. Jared Allen with the big time dunk. Levert, lob right side, Mitchell, three ball on the way, got it! It's Donovan time, 16-113. Mitchell comes around Allen. Donovan, three ball. Got it! Mitchell now sitting on 39. Off the mark. Rebound to Coro, and he'll bank it in. Ice wormed his way in there, and that will do it. How about that? He's worked in snakes and worms now. Yes. Tim Alcorn. Snakes for arms like snakes with Karis LeVert and uh, Isaac Okoro wormed his way in. Got him a Cunningham bird is a good one, too. (laughs) (laughs) Cunningham bird. You can't fall down when Sam Merrill's around. (laughs) So Cavaliers get the win last night. It was a good win. They didn't play their best. They had to integrate Garland back in the lineup and then adjust the lineup down the stretch. And bottom line is they didn't lose a game they should have won at home. Mm -hmm. And that's you'll forget how close this game was down the road. You won't remember, right? We might because we went and did the show from there. But other than that, most people won't. And now you focus on tonight, Memphis, again, 8 o'clock tip-off here on HBC. And how about this Mm -hmm. stat, J.T.? Today's February for happy February, everybody. Okay, first day of February. I was on NBA.com. They put out the strength of schedule for the month of February for every team in the NBA. The Cavaliers are playing the easiest schedule of all NBA teams in the month of February. The winning percentage of the teams they're playing is only 429, meaning Mm. they should get fat on the cupcakes that they're going to play an injured Memphis team, a struggling Spurs team. Washington sucks. sucks. Yes, they flat out suck, okay? Uh, you've got, uh, who else in the middle? Chicago think You play Washington twice this month. So they should take advantage of this easy schedule. And then you look at Milwaukee, New York, and Philly, right? Teams that they're battling mm-hmm. in, in playoff position for. 14th toughest schedule for Milwaukee, 16th toughest schedule for New York, 20th 
toughest schedule for Philadelphia, yeah. and they may be without Joel Embiid for a while. So this is an opportunity mm-hmm. to continue this role for the Cavaliers. Yeah, I think he's out definitely tonight with that sore. I think it's his left knee, and they're okay. taking on the Utah Jazz. I believe it's in Utah. We're talking about the Philadelphia 76ers right now. So this yeah. is a great time for the Cavs to make a move. And like you said, when you're going up against lesser opponents – it's the time you really take advantage of it because what happens to those teams? They're either playing to try to get out of town and get traded mm-hmm. elsewhere, right? or maybe they just start to give up. Is it too early for some of these teams to start tanking? And no, it, who, who are you tanking for? College basketball sucks. Yeah, I don't know who the project. Like last year, we knew it was going to be Victor Wembanyama, right? It was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Whoever got that first pick, they're taking Wembanyama. I could not tell you right now who the projected number one pick is, either from uh, G League Ignite, right, mm-hmm. uh, college basketball, or overseas. I have no idea. It's so bad. How hello? bad is hello? it? Brian, How bad man. is it? It's yeah. so bad that ESPN Sunday night is showing pickleball instead of a basketball game. What? John McEnroe and somebody else, they're playing pickleball. Sunday no. night, 8.30 on Aspen. Rather than take, oh, I don't know, uh, I think Duke and North Carolina are playing this weekend. You're not putting that game in prime time on a Sunday night. I don't know what night that game is playing, but I know they're playing this weekend. Okay. Pickleball on Aspen. What must not be any cornhole tournaments. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line, and you pull it out? Oh, God. Maybe it will be good to watch. John McEnroe, yeah. Maria Sharapova versus Andre Agassi minus his hair and Steffi Graf. Oh, okay. So there, yeah, that's a smart move on their part. That'll that'll attract viewers. You've got uh, the screamer in McEnroe, a legend in Agassi, and two female tennis players that were great during their time and easy on the ice. You know what's really bad about it? What they're calling this pickleball slam two, which means. There's there was a, a pickleball. Sl- there was oh, a okay. slam one, <laughs> and I went the other right. way, saying there's going to be a slam <laughs> three. Depending on the ratings, I mean, it is in prime time. You would imagine there is a three. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's funny. Hey, they those people study, uh, you know, the ratings and what's trending and what isn't. And like you said, I'm I have to Google it right now to see who is projected to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. That's fine. I, my mind is still on pickleball. I got to get this out before I forget. I mean, right. there, it's it's fine to watch older athletes that were at the pinnacle of success when they were playing another sport. I don't need to see them playing ping pong. And I know there's people out there, JT, you've never played pickleball. It's outstanding. Great. Do I have to watch it on ESPN? With these people, right? I mean, that's Wait a good group. Wait a minute. Guess what I'm going to watch Sunday night? Forget it. Forget about watching it. I know what? why you'll watch it. Why? Check one of your apps. I bet you can bet on it. Ooh, I wonder if you can. That, ooh, wonder if there's like a pickleball uh, like icon up there. If I click on that, it gives me all the pickleball matches. <laughs> These are prof- they used to be professional athletes. Right, right. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? I just Googled it. Go ahead. The number one pick projected in the upcoming nba draft this is from cbssports.com they did their mock draft they have portland winning the lottery and selecting isaiah collier can you tell me who he plays for nope yeah me neither usc freshman point guard 
followed by Justin Edwards. Can you tell me who he plays for? No. Kentucky? Yeah, I didn't know him. Yes. It was a guess. Total guess because I know they're good. Freshman, small forward. And then Ron Holland is the third-ranked player. Yeah. Where's a big kid from Purdue? Ron Holland first. G League Ignite. You want to know where wow. Zach Eady is? Zach Eady in this draft, mock draft, I should say. Zach Eady, I don't think he's in the first round. No kidding. 28th. There it is. Jeez. I had to go all the way down to the 28th overall pick, and they have Milwaukee taking him to replace the Lopez brothers. Wow. So Zach Eady, the, who's going to be the, the consensus player of the year, right, in college basketball? Wow. He won't go until number 28, according to this mock draft. And, yes, it's safe to say, as I scroll wow. up and down here, I do not see an Ohio State player going in the first round. <laughs> They're all underclassmen. I'm going to stick with that. Oh, is that, is that your excuse? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and there is one guy from France. Well, what's his name? Zachary Rissashaw. Bonjour. Yeah, that, thank you. <laughs> Small forward from France. Uh, he's projected in the top 20. And I don't think I said his name right, but I made it sound good. So, yeah, that's the, there is no you know, impact NBA superstar in the making player going in this year's draft. And this was like, remember yeah. when the Cavaliers took Anthony Bennett? That's the year you didn't want to have the number one pick. The following year is when you did want to have it. That's what this year is like. You wanted it last year. You don't want it this year. I mean, there's parity in college sports now. Are you going to have any interest in March Madness? Yeah, because you'll be betting on it with your brackets. That's the only How are reason. you going to set a bracket? You don't know who's any good. Well, you might be better off that way. <laughs> Depending on how your picks have been the last few years, right? If you haven't done well, you just you go with the uh, chalk. You see who the the highest ranked teams are, and you just go chalk hmm. across the board and hope you get something right. All right. So yeah, and the Cavaliers right now, you know, this is a team that, as you said, they played ten yesterday, and when Tristan comes back, is he that eleventh guy? Maybe. Depending on who they play, what the matchup is that night, what is needed, you may need somebody to go in and rough house. And knock somebody on their ass, you know, set an illegal screen to send a message. That's where that I think will be Tristan's role moving forward. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when Kendrick Perkins was on the team for that one year. Remember, mm-hmm. he came in and he didn't care. He just knocked, you know, knocked whoever over and got ejected, and he didn't give a, a rat. You know what? So I think that'll be more of what Tristan's role is moving forward, because you have your two centers now, in Allen. And Mobley, when one's off, you leave the other in. You yeah. can play them both at the same time if you want to, depending on the floor spacing. Uh, and if Mobley's able to step out and hit some outside shots, if not, uh, then you take one out and you space the floor with all shooters. You know what's and really so, amazing? There's only but, 37 games left. That's less than three months. It's going to fly by, too. Fly? I mean, we're past the midway point. Before you know it, it's going to be the All-Star break in two weeks. Trade deadline's on the 8th, which is what, next Tuesday? Yeah. Did you see March? I'm counting up the games. they. This is how many games they have in March. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games in 31 days in March. So that's going to yeah. be a busy schedule. And there, there's a, a stretch, JT, where they play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 games in 10 days. Seven games right. in ten days, man. This thing's going to be over before you know it, Will. That's why you got to yeah. take advantage of games like last night. Yes. Yeah. You, you, you've you got to destroy 
or get by if you're having an off night, the Detroits, the San Antonios, and the Washingtons to allow you to split later against some of the better teams right. and still be in the race for a top-four seed. And they'll probably get tripped up on the road at least one of these games, don't you think? That's the NBA, right? It happens. Look, last yep. night, you mentioned it, Portland uh, wins yeah. a game that they shouldn't win. The other night, that Detroit team beat Oklahoma City, who turned around and beat Denver, I think, last night, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Or was it Minnesota? I forget who it was. But, uh, you know, those teams lost. Yeah, so th- there's going to be a, a game like, I'll give you an example. I'm already looking at the trade deadline as a distraction day, right? Mm-hmm. Anybody going to get moved from the Cavs? The Cavs going to add anybody? Oh, it happens to be the second of a back-to-back and the third and fourth nights, and you're on the road at Brooklyn in the middle of a three-game road trip. To me, I have it circled on my schedule and put a star by it. Trade deadline trap game. Mm-hmm. I already have it written down on my schedule. So, yeah, there, there's going to be a day or a game where they get tripped. You know another one that you, you can uh, lose focus on? The game right before the All-Star break. You have a bad Chicago mm-hmm. team coming into Cleveland. You're not focused because you're looking to either right. A, to get time off, or you're going to the you know, all-star game if you're Mitchell or anybody else. So that's another one. To well, I think that's for. good news about Darius Garland coming back and Evan Mobley coming back. They don't okay. want to give up any games right now. They've missed so much. You realize last night's the only 12th game of the season where you've gone at it basically at full strength with your starters? Really? 12 games. These guys aren't taking any nights off, should they? No, they shouldn't. Those guys should be fresh. Right. You're right. If Donovan Mitchell's dragging at that point and going into the all, that's where those two Low guys management. carry the team. I, I like it, man. Good win for them last yep. night. Wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. Coming up a little later, oh. we'll hear from Darius Garland, who's walking on sunshine. He was happy to be back. Can understand why. We'll hear from him and Donovan Mitchell, too. So stay tuned for that. Plus, we'll talk a little... Uh, All-Star Reserves, will Donovan Mitchell be named tonight? Will Jared Allen be named tonight to the Eastern squad? We'll get into that and much more along with some high school hoops with Dan Belford and Tom Siegfried from Louisville. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.